Josie's bar where the drinks are flowing and me and Vicky are showing. <laughs> I don't know what we're showing. We're showing our, our appreciation for all things dead. <laughs> and our and our heat wave induced we're, sweaty arse cracks. We're probably showing a lot of flesh right now because we are in London oh, and it is gosh. hotter than the surface of the sun. It's hotter than Satan's ball bag. Seriously, seriously oh. is. So you might not hear traditional Hell's Kitchen noises this episode, uh, but you might hear some thunder in the background because yeah, there's a full-on thunderstorm it. going on. Yeah. We got severe weather warnings for those, so it's um, I'm go- going by my um, live satellite radar yeah. uh, readings. Um, it's going to be due again in about half an hour, an hour's time. Yeah, I, I may go and do a little dance in the rain because... Mm. I love it. It's so oh, it's very needed. Yeah, very needed. So we don't have a special guest this week. So it's just us alone in the bar, Vicky. <laughs> so what are you drinking this week? I am drinking because the weather has finally cooled down. Like the first cup of tea for about forty-eight hours. Wow. Yeah. For you, that is a long time. <laughs> <laughs> like that is yeah. It's been it's been that hot. Yes. That I haven't wanted to drink any kind of hot beverage. Yes, and I, I, I totally agree. Uh, I was listening to some Harry Belafonte earlier, which is my jam. As and you do. Therefore, I was inspired to drink uh, some coconut water because of the song Coconut Water by, or Coconut <laughs> Woman, sorry, by uh, Harry Belafonte. So that's what I'm drinking, and it's very nice. nice. It's very refreshing. Yeah. Oh, I can Ooh. hear a siren. Oh, a very distant siren. Uh, yeah, that's not that's not in Hell's Kitchen. That's in Brooklyn. Away. <laughs> it's very far away. <laughs> so this week we are talking about issue number nine of Daredevil, which is entitled That He May See. And this was released August the 1st, 1965. And the synopsis of it is, is there a doctor who can restore Matt Murdock's sight? Before he can even process that decision, Daredevil leaps into action to prevent an assassination. The f- what was it? Was it the murderous menace of the killer's castle? Yes, the murderous menace of uh, featuring the murderous menace of the killer's castle. Just featuring. Just uh, featuring. And then yeah, on the just... uh, on the first page, it says, "Are you the type of reader who's impressed by lots of credits? If so, take a squint at these: fundamental plot and script by Smiling Stanley, basic layouts and delineation by Wondrous Wallywood, comprehensive penciled graphics by Bouncy Bobby Powell." And then, once again, I feel like they kind of throw Sam Rosen under the bus because they've sort of said, you know, comprehensive, basic, fundamental, like all this kind of thing. And then it's Balloons, Orders and Blurbs by Swinging Sammy Rosen. Aww. <laughs> we love Poor you, Sammy, Sammy Rosen. <laughs> we love, we do love you, Sammy. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, he's great. So, yeah, so this uh, this issue, I spoke to you yesterday, I think, and I'd said that even though this is kind of a wacky setup for an issue... I found it a little bit dull. Uh, I just want to know your your thoughts on this because we had a really wacky, enjoyable issue last last uh, last episode that nearly killed you because of your lighting. Okay, that's that. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you can't really top Stillman. Yeah, um, Stillman's the best. I don't know. I I found this this issue was almost like it wasn't in the same universe. Mm-hmm. It was weird, and I I don't know whether that's because for for like the kind of the last half of it almost he's in a different country 
Yeah. And it's all a bit like it goes from sort of, you know, Daredevil Hell's Kitchen to kind of, you know, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. <laughs> really? Oh, my God. <laughs> it's so is Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Oh, um, And it was all a bit sort of um, like really, really camp, like yeah. really camp. Um, but I kind of liked it because Ooh. of that. Nice. Okay. I mean, it not, you know, not it wasn't like the greatest... Um, the greatest issue that we've read so far, but I did kind of enjoy it because it was just like a, it was a bit like Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. It, it, it really, yeah, you're right. It is very Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. I kept, I kept, I kept thinking, you know, I kept waiting for the child catcher to oh, pop yeah. out. Lollipops, lollipops, Daredevil. Ice <laughs> Daredevil has to uh, to escape from the castle. He has to pretend to be a mechanical toy and sing a song. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, I really want to watch Chitty Chitty Bang Bang now. Oh, I love that film; it's great. I might have uh, to watch it after this. <laughs> yeah, I mean anything with Dick Van Dyke. I mean, he's a true modern hero. He is. Uh, so, did you agree with my other points that Daredevil is being particularly sassy this episode? Oh my god, I don't know what Stanley was on when he wrote this <laughs> because it was like. Like literally one liners, bam, 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 yeah. bam, bam, pow, pew, pew. <laughs> it's yeah. like, all right, chill out. <laughs> yeah, it's very strange. It doesn't feel like the previous issues. Not at all. Like you know, we might get the odd one one liner when he's taking down the big bad at the end of the issue, yeah. but this is like straight in, straight in with the sass. And yeah. he was so busy being sassy. That he got himself shot. <laughs> yes, because at the start he's like he's trying to stop this robbery on um, by by boat by speedboat, and then he's just kind of hanging around being sassy, and he even says, "I'm not just wearing this costume. I'm not wearing this costume just to catch flies." And I was like, "Matt, <laughs> are you getting yourself mixed up with Spider-Man? You're not Spider-Man. Like, like what, what are you talking about?" Just, and then uh, there was one particular panel where it's like he says, um, "Oh, there's always one party poop." Yeah. Uh, it's like there's always one party poop whilst he's sticking his bum in the dude's face. <laughs> which was kind of like. Matt, don't talk about poop while you're sticking your butt in someone's face. <laughs> but yeah, it was like right from the off. It was like literally every time he's in the Daredevil costume, sort mm. of dueling with someone, mm. it's it's like. It's like Tony Stark's autobiography, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there was something else weird in this issue as well I noticed which is I think it's when he he goes home after he's been shot because he gets clipped in the arm and then yeah. for the rest of the issue he says his his arm is numb um, mm. but when he's nursing his arm the when he's speaking the word balloons are yellow and usually yeah. they're white and the descriptive boxes are yellow which is like a joke obviously in the Deadpool comics yeah. but for some reason like in this so I'm like, like Sammy Rosen have you dropped the ball on this issue what's going on like he went, strange. he went full on Deadpool for, for <laughs> like literally yeah. one panel. Yeah, and I was like, and I've actually made a note. I was actually yellow speech bubbles. Nice. Yeah, it was very strange. Yeah, um, it was a bit. Strange. While he's patching up his arm as well, he mentions someone called Ben Casey. He says, "I'm no Ben Casey," and I was like, "Who the hell is Ben Casey?" So I looked it up, and Ben Casey was an American medical drama series on ABC from 1961 to 1966. 
Well, I was going to say I was I I did I have got a note in my in my notebook here saying look up Ben Casey oh. and then because I was being sneaky and reading this issue whilst I was at work <laughs> I got distracted by what I should have been doing well, actual paid stuff <laughs> and then I realised that actually Claire would have probably looked that up anyway. Yeah, I, I look up stuff like that now. I've learned from our Betsy Ross mistake. <laughs> <laughs> did we ever find out like who sewed the first Union Jack? We no. didn't. No, some peasant. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Dave the peasant. <laughs> yeah. If you know, oh, listeners, please tell us. Yeah, let us know. Seriously. Uh, I also looked up uh, Lichtenbad, which is this <laughs> this country, um, because I remember it being mentioned before, obviously from reading these issues. But I was like, does it come up more in in uh, in Marvel? So, on according to the Marvel fandom wiki. Lichtenbad is officially the Principality of Lichtenbad, and it is a doubly landlocked German-speaking microstate in Central Europe. Um, it's headed by Duke Klaus Kruger, and the centre of government is ruled from Castle Kruger in the heart of the city. Um, and after the Duke's death, the country was in turmoil for years until Victor von Doom, or Victor van Doom, was, yeah, turned Duke's, uh, Duke's palace, Castle Kruger, into his base of operations. The castle was destroyed when Red Hulk hurled the American kaiju against it. <laughs> there you go. Just, that's just a just a normal Wednesday yeah, in, um, yeah, yeah. in the whole universe, isn't it? And um, Latveria shares a border with Lichtenbad, which is obviously there. We go. Yeah, there we go. So that's the the Victor von the, the Doctor Doom, you know, association. So um, yeah, so this is this is a kind of weird weird. Um, story in this because Matt uh, so Matt after he's been shot you know obviously goes back to his office and immediately Karen's like oh hey Matt good morning by the way oh, remember God. about you getting your eyesight back well the doctor uh, he left America and moved to Lichtenbad and Matt's like yes I'm like, I don't have to <laughs> maybe you shut up about it now yeah and then immediately <laughs> in the next panel they're both thirsting after each other Although what I um, what I noticed in this is that she 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 actually says like it doesn't matter to me mm-hmm. if you know if you're blind or not like she's thinking this while she's thirsting and she's like you know it, it doesn't matter to me it doesn't matter to me that he's blind and all the rest of it and it's like Karen if it doesn't matter to you stop pestering him about getting his eye operation well because she seems to think as well that the only way he will allow himself to fall in love or to admit his love is if he's not blind which is which really is... able it's like thinking I, oh. his self-esteem is that low <laughs> because he's blind that he would never even open himself up to love but to be honest it is true because matt's like i would never have her marry a blind man it's like uh, so so like matt the blind you know the blind superhero is himself a little bit ableist seriously yeah and um you know and she's sort of like oh you know but never mind i've got a surprise for you and he's like oh okay cool and then they immediately find out that uh, duke klaus kruger is visiting the u.s now i'm sure vicky you did not think that he was going to be a villain with a name like klaus kruger <laughs> uh, i had you know I had not an inkling, not an inkling that he was going to turn out to be dastardly, dastardly. and evil. I think he's dressed like Dracula as well. <laughs> like, although I have to say, like I did really enjoy his little 
Um, I've got quite a few candidates for Toots Ooh. this week, actually, because I enjoyed his kind of dukely uh, purple waistcoat. Yeah. Um, and, you know, his kind of like, he had like a little, um, like an iron cross. That's what his... makes me think of Dracula. Like this little yeah. weird little... He did. He did kind of, he did, he did kind of look a little bit... Um, Vincent Pricey. Yeah. Um, but I like that. I really like that. But then I do love a waistcoat. I quite enjoyed Foggy's Foggy like when he was um when he's putting yeah. when he's golfing in the office. Like he had his little um it's like green trousers I think and a little like blue waistcoat and a white shirt and I was like, Oh, I like that. I like Foggy's outfit as well. I mean Foggy in this issue I have some issues with. Um, uh, yeah. We, we, which we will talk about. <laughs> Um, but I, yeah, I like his outfit as well. One of the things I found very strange was that, um, when, so they're literally talking about Klaus Kruger and then Klaus Kruger immediately turns up and he's like, oh, hey guys. And then he's like, oh, Karen told me that you're, that you lost your sight or something. He says to Matt, he says, Matthew, oh, oh, another weird thing about this issue is, um, and I think they've done it before is they smell, uh, they smell, they spell Matthew with one T. Mm, yeah, it's very strange, and like everyone is spelling it with one T, so I'm not sure why that is. Um, and um, should point out that Klaus Kruger was um, an exchange student. Yes, at, at the university where Matt and Foggy were at. So they no, kind of like already. Well, yeah, this is it. It doesn't make sense because I even went and checked because he <laughs> says this young lady told me you had lost your sight. Okay, so therefore he didn't know that Matt was blind. But he was an exchange student at law school, right? But yeah. when Matt lost his sight, he wasn't at law school. He was at high school. Yeah, so he would have already have been blind. Yes, so it makes no sense. Met. So unless Klaus Kruger is just really, really unobservant. And it's like, um, oh, he just didn't realise all that time that Matt was blind. You know, aside from the fact that, you know, he has a cane and wears sunglasses all the time. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so they kind of knew each other, sort yeah. of. Yeah. So the, the continuity doesn't make any sense, but okay. No, really fair enough, fair enough. Um, so I put, I, I wrote in my notes, how? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how? How so did you know? he is very keen to take Matt back to Lichtenbad to see uh, Dr. Van Eyck. Now, we find out later that the reason he wants to take Matt back to Lichtenbad is because he's, like, collecting, like, the best people at their professions from all over the world. Mm. So he's collected Dr. Van Eyck, who's the best surgeon. And then he's like, oh, this is one of the best lawyers. And I'm like, but Foggy does all the work. Yeah. Like, why do you want, why do you want that? Yeah. It's, um, yeah. So And something else I noticed. I know we're jumping, like, ahead a little bit. That's but fine. um so Matt takes his obviously like takes his daredevil costume with him to yeah um to Kruger's castle um Kruger's and castle. Yeah. I know, and and Kruger's like oh I haven't seen this like you know costumed vigilante um in my kingdom before um and it's like he doesn't put two and two together yeah <laughs> even though like, we'll talk about how Dr Van Eyck puts two and two together because yeah yeah, he doesn't put it. It's like you know, you've you've never seen this dude before ever. Yeah. Um, and you've just bought a stranger, like an outsider, yeah. um, into your castle for the first time in however long. And very few people get in and out of that castle. 
Yeah, very, very few because yeah. there's a there's a moat full of sharks <laughs> <laughs> with laser beams on their heads. They're lasers. <laughs> I do uh, I do like the fact that Matt in this issue because uh, he sort of has said before that he's worried about losing his his um his super senses if he gets his mm. sight back. But he does mention in this issue that he is scared of getting his sight back. And I like yeah. that because it's very human because it, even if he didn't have the super senses, um, you would be scared because it's a massive change. This is all you've known for years and years and years. Yeah. So even if it's something that everyone can see as positive and is like, well, why wouldn't he want that? It's like because it's it's a change to your to what you know, to everything you know. So I like the fact that they mentioned that. Yeah, that was quite because it's something that we haven't really seen mm-hmm. yet um, as such. And then Matt and um, uh, uh, Foggy and Karen take Matt to the airport to go with uh, with Klaus Kruger, and um, and I guess I, I was like, is Foggy okay with Karen and Matt practically making out at the airport? But apparently he's not, because that's when he's like, oh damn it, she loves him. She loves him. I love that whole like um, he's Karen like clutching to the lapels of Matt's coat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then Foggy's like, it's Matt she loves, not me. <laughs> oh, Foggy. Like I, this is going to be my, my toot, because I really like Karen's red uh, coat. I do. I, I actually have, um, like, one of my toots is her red trench coat. Um, yeah. But I've also got her, from, like, the first few panels, her little cute, like, pink dress and purple yeah. trench coat combo. Yeah, she looks super cute in this issue. Yeah, she did. Yeah. Even if she is an ableist piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Karen. Ugh. So we arrive at Lichtenbad, and it's when they're on the plane that Matt is like, uh, so as soon as we've taken off on the plane, like, Kruger is completely emotionless and, you know, yeah. um, and cold with him. And he's like, yeah, something's going on. So we basically end up in this, like, medieval city. <laughs> Like, it's very medieval, and yeah, everyone's dressed as knights and things. It's really strange, even though there's, like, cars and, yeah, everything. It's all, yeah, it's all a bit kind of, like, Knights Templar. Yeah, yeah, they're all dressed like crusaders. And um, Matt goes and gets his uh, his eyes examined by um, Dr. Van Eyck. Um, and, oh, this is after there's an assassination attempt on Klaus Kruger as soon as he gets off the plane. And Klaus Kruger karate chops the, the assailant in the neck, which is great. Karate chop! Yes. One, thi- one thing I will say is that I don't know if it was an intentional thing, but, like, the, the tunics that all of the guards are wearing. So mm-hmm. they're, like, they're, you know, everyone's wearing a suit of armour. Yes. Which is weird. And they've got these tunics, so purple tunics, but with a pink triangle. Yes, yeah. And I don't know if that was meant to be some sort of, um, like, symbolism for um, gay Jews. I don't know. I was going to ask you this as well. Because um, or my, whether it my was actual just... toot for the issue is going to be Kruger's, like, Crusader's outfit. Because I just, I just don't like it as a villain outfit. I just think it's ugly. Do you mean, do you mean boot? A boot, sorry, yes. To yeah. boot it. Like, um, with the, but like, he's got green, the same like, thing. Like, like green chainmail and yeah. then the purple tunic over the top, but like yeah, like the pink triangle—that's what they would sew on um, uh, gay Jews in yeah. concentration camps. So I was like, I don't know whether it was just 
uh, like as deeply subliminal as that or whether it was just because like the color palettes that they had available to them for printing and stuff yeah. just like with the per- the pink or the purple so yeah i'd be interested to maybe read into that a little bit more it's a very strange choice like if anyone knows who's listening yeah daniel i'm looking at you um, <laughs> <laughs> but if anyone knows who's listening there uh, you know then please let us know because um yeah because i thought it was because obviously that's uh, you know uh, some people might not immediately associate it with that but um i when i kind of picked up on it as well i knew yeah. that you obviously immediately would as well because the two of us are you know kind of you know massive queers massive queers yeah (laughs) knowledgeable about like lgbtq history you know so yeah i thought it was a very interesting choice well and and just given given the fact that you know um a lot of the marvel characters uh, were written and created by jewish Mm -hmm. jewish people yeah um i just i would be really interested to uh, although with the whole like um costumes and stuff so you've got like the 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 weird um like suits of armor within the castle but when they're greeted from the plane mm-hmm. they're like kind of like bolivian um dictator yeah. outfits and one of them actually looks like hitler yeah one of them does <laughs> look exactly like hitler and you're right they dress more in like that sort of these helmets and like yeah like <laughs> like, like more like, like traditional military costumes but then when they get to the castle all of kruger's like guards are dressed as knights like like specifically yeah. like the crusades and yeah, like um, actual suits but, of but then matt realizes that they're actually robots yeah so yeah that was that was kind of um kind of a bit a bit weird yeah yeah it's, <laughs> it's very yeah it's, it's this is a very odd issue um it, yeah and Matt can, while Matt's having his eyes tested by Dr. Van Eyck, he can hear that there's this revolt going on in the castle and he can hear people like, you know, revolting and not happy and plotting and everything like this. And um, so Daredevil breaks in later, um, or as Daredevil, and then this is when he finds Kruger in his Crusader's costume and he's sitting on this throne surrounded by the robots. And this (laughs) is when he is just dressed like Richard the Lionheart. And can I just say, like, I don't know what the choice was behind the throne, but it looks like a massive vagina. It, yes, it does. And it's yes. pink as well. It's like it's two different shades of pink. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it is a giant. I mean, we liked Namor's throne a few issues ago. Oh, yeah. This throne, like, yeah. like, I don't like I don't really like much about how this guy's like his his, you know, his style, his monarch style. I'm not yeah. feeling it. <laughs> you know, it's it's kind of like it's very dated, isn't it? It's very kind of yeah. I just uh, I don't get it. He's he's almost like uh, it's all he's almost like a little bit unsettling. Yeah, no, he is, and I mean the whole. I mean, he's 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 completely mad. You know, oh, from yeah, the beginning, bonkers. because the reason like Matt guesses that he has robot guards is because he won't he wouldn't trust a, any humans. So yeah. he has completely robot guards and it's this weird mix of like medieval but then high tech because he's got yeah. like this medieval throne room with all these guards that look like medieval knights but he's got like a force field around his his uh his throne so he can't be attacked it's like really shit steampunk yeah <laughs> yeah mm. i don't really like steampunk anyway so <gasps> 
I don't. I just I like ze- I like some zeppelins. I'm down with some zeppelins. Yeah, you okay. Know, you know, but everything else, me, I don't know. Uh, so in uh, this week's uh, episode of Kane Watch, <laughs> uh, Daredevil fights these robots and um, he shoots some gas pellets from his uh, his cane. And this is where and, he shoots the invisible force field. And some mortar projectiles yes. as well. Yes. So mark that down for Kane Watch. Kane Watch. Kane Watch. Yes. Yeah, there's so so many so many things coming, and I love that when they they manage to defeat him because obviously Matt uh, or Daredevil has an injured arm, and so they throw him in the dungeons. But they're like, oh, we won't even bother unmasking you yet because no revolt can ever succeed against me. And it's like, but wouldn't you want to know who he is? <laughs> yeah, you, like, what have you got? You, you know, what have you got to lose? Nothing. Just like unmask him, and then yeah. he, he ninjas his way out of out of his handcuffs and and everything yeah, he res- like basically and rescues like, all the people yeah he like dislocates both of his arm his shoulders <laughs> to get out of there <laughs> i was like i'm pretty sure this is the move that vin diesel did in pitch black in that movie oh god i love that movie yeah so good and then uh, basically kruger's like oh my plan all along is i want to conquer the earth with my robot army who doesn't it's like, okay, i mean okay. do you know what i mean Fair enough. Uh, so all the other prisoners uh, create this distraction so Daredevil can defeat the guard. And then I've put, Daredevil gets increasingly pissed at 20 questions, guy. He does. He does. Because one of these prisoners like, is just, like, asking all the questions. Like, why are you pausing on the stairway? What are you doing? Why are you doing this? And Daredevil's just like, shut up. I have to say, though, like, the, for a couple of pages, these panels where he's kind of, like, leading the prisoners out and, you know, going off to find Kruger and stuff, like, the sass levels mm. were insane. Yeah, it was, like, a high rating on the sassometer. It was like a machine gun of one-liners. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It, yeah, which is... And yeah, I love, I, my favourite, I think, was when they were, like, when the prisoners all ran away, and they're like, how can we ever thank you? And he's like, remember me and your will, but right now there's a bigger problem to worry about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I love as well when... Um, uh, when Matt is in the dungeon, he's thinking to himself, he thinks to himself, I can't let them shoot me at sunrise. I hate getting up so early. <laughs> oh, he's such a dick. I love him. Like, I'm with you, Matt. I'm with you. Um, yeah. There's a panel in this section that I really like, and I don't know why. Um, I, I think it's just because I, I kind of find it funny the way Matt's running in it. And it's when um, Daredevil's running up the stairs and throwing the keys to this prisoner. And I, I don't know why. I just kind of like the way he's running. <laughs> so I have to say, like, this issue, every time Matt is in motion, mm-hmm. it just looks sublime. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's, I've got actually quite a few panels where I'm like, oh, I really like that. So there was, uh, there was the one where he, when he first gets to Kruger's Castle mm-hmm. and he changes into his Daredevil costume, there's like a panel where he's kind of hanging from the castle wall. Oh, yeah, I know that one, yeah. By the, um, club. yeah, that's, I, al- I love almost, that one as well. Almost a bit Spider Man y. Yeah. Uh, um, but, it, and it's at night, so you've got like, the, you know, the night sky and everything, and then the grey of the castle, and then Matt in his. So I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, there was a panel, I don't know if it was the page before, but it's like the bottom right panel of page six. Mm-hmm. And I think it's when they get to the castle 
and it's kind of like a lot of a couple of different images overlaid and it almost looks like a sort of soviet era propaganda poster where you've got like the faces in red around the outside and then um in the middle like the castle i loved that panel there was another similar panel to that later on and there's like the heartbeat Um, in going in the background or it's it's not the heartbeat it's basically he's he can feel the fear so there's this like zigzag line at the bottom which is really cool yeah, there's a couple of panels like that that are kind of really quite dark, um, uh, but really just visually, I was just like, mm, yes, yeah, stroke my eyeballs with your <laughs> aesthetics. Um, but I think, I think I know which one my favourite panel is going to be, but it's Ooh, it's okay. towards the end, just I because. Think, I think the one you mentioned with him hanging from the parapet yeah, is one of that my favourites. Super cool. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I forgot to mention about that one. Uh, let's talk about, meanwhile, in the USA. Oh, wait, just before we okay. go back to, to okay. the USA, there was a bit where he's, like, doing battle, and Matt is, like, flying through the air going, Geronimo! Oh, yeah? <laughs> um, and I've got, Geronimo! Dick punch! It really looks like he's punching punching this knight with his dick. It's he's, great. like, literally flying through the air, and he's got, like, his legs akimbo. Yeah. And it's basically, this guy is going to get smacked in the face by Daredevil's dick. Yeah, or he's, like, shot him with, like, some kind of blast out of his arse. Yeah, I was just, I did chuckle at yeah, that. that is, uh, yeah, that is great. I didn't actually pick up on that, but it's great. <laughs> what dick what punch. is he doing? Why is he punching I, him with his dick? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it's not the only Billy Club he goes. <laughs> My word. <laughs> Well, someone else who's always got Daredevil's Billy Club in mind is Karen Page. So let's go back to yes. USA. Yes, meanwhile, 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 back in back in her kitchen. Karen is is like all beside sad. herself. Yes, she's all sad because Matt's in you know the other side of the world, and she's just missing him. And Foggy's asking her to do some work, and she's just like completely out of it. So once again, Foggy's doing all the work. And, well, and she so calls upset. Foggy Matt. Oh, yeah, she calls Foggy Matt. Oh, that's harsh. Yeah. And then Foggy's so mad that he goes and punches the mirror. Oh, it's like, says, I, yeah. I could stand right in front of her and she doesn't know I'm there. To Karen, I'm nothing, nothing. Nothing smash. Oh. And it was, yeah, Foggy's, Foggy's having a bad time yeah. in this issue, like a really bad time. And he's starting to, like, resent Matt for it. Yeah, he wishes that Matt would never come back. Although he does then kind of follow that, like each of his kind of negative thoughts about Matt, he does follow up with, um, oh, you know, I'm like a terrible person for thinking of this about my best friend. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's not his fault that he's blind. Um, you know, but it kind of is because he could have avoided getting like toxic waste all over him, but whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah, whatever. Um but he's, yeah, so he's kind of like, I, I really, poor Foggy. I'm like, I'm team Foggy. Yeah. Anyway, but he's really kind of like, you know, I shouldn't hate my best friend. Um, but, you know, Karen loves him and I love Karen. And it's just, uh, yeah. Um, but it's kind of like, Foggy, you know, calm, calm down, dude. Chill. It's all right. Yeah, you don't need Foggy's to go around awesome. punching I'm, mirrors. I've, I'm, I've always loved Foggy. Like, Foggy's so great. And, like, he's doing all the work. Yeah, he is. And he's... Oh, he's just great. I love him. And, yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh Foggy. 
Fuck so, you, Karen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I, I just, I'm not a big fan of, like, love triangles, so the love triangle stuff is definitely one of my best favourite things in these early, early issues. Yeah. Um, for sure. Uh, so back in Lichtenbad, uh, Matt goes to visit Dr. Van Eyck again as Matt. And this, I don't know if this is true, but I feel like this is the first time we've had a close up of Matt sans glasses. His face. I think um, definitely since he, I mean, he, he exercises in his own personal gym wearing sunglasses. Yeah. So I don't think we've seen him without without his sunglasses. I think there's maybe um, been a couple of panels where he's been like looking down, so his face is in shadow. Or, but this is like a, mm-hmm. a close up, and I feel like this is the first time we've seen him without glasses close up. Yeah. Um, I like the fact that one of these robots, because these robot guards appear, and one says to Matt, "Remain here, sightless one." <laughs> it's like all right <laughs> rub it in jeez you know whatever <laughs> screw you yeah exactly so uh matt instead changes instead everyone like swings over the moat and the sharks and goes to fight kruger and meanwhile there's like full-on riots going on in the castle uh, like revolt revolt yeah exactly and matt is being super sassy again because he even comments on the fact that kruger is full of like really corny villain dialogue yeah, and it's and uh, and they basically have this fight. They use the force shield, the force field, which breaks, activates, and breaks this sword, and that's how Matt kind of stops Kruger because Kruger's got this sword and shield. Um, so Matt uses the force field against him. I'm like, that's amazing that it didn't like chop Matt in half. Yeah, exactly. You know, it just chops his sword in half. <laughs> and I like the way that this this um. This force field is done because it's controlled from the 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 vagina throne <laughs> from the vagina throne, yes. And then so Matt turns it on, and then Kruger gets his sword chopped off, and then he's like, "Ha ha!" But you didn't realise that I can also control it from over here. I was like, "Why? Why can't you control it from over there as well? Why?" <laughs> because you know, because for this exact reason. Fair enough. Yeah, he predicted it. And then mm. he goes and gets like a full-on like old medieval mace and uh, is um, you know is fighting Matt with it. And I like that Matt manages to catch the mace and pull it out of Kruger's grip using his billy club. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, I really like that. Um, so meanwhile, the robot army is all being blown up, and then uh, Doctor Van Eyck's like, "What's going on? I need to go and check out." And then he sees Daredevil, and he's like, "Hang on, hang on, hang on." That ass, I recognise it. I recognise that ass. That ass, it's Matt. <laughs> because he basically says he recognises him because of his physique. Yeah, he's like the exact like height and proportions of Matt Murdock. Hmm. Hmm. Yes. You know, it's like yeah, at least someone put two and two together. <laughs> exactly. And uh, Kruger has this uh, lever that's going to release a radioactive cobalt cloud over the Earth. Over the entire Earth. Earth. So the Doctor's like, I need to go and stop this. Because two billion lives are at stake. I was like, two billion? Wow. Two billion? Wow. (laughs) (laughs) This really was a long time ago. Yeah, it really was. Uh, And I really like these panels. These might be also my panels of the week. Because I just, I I like the way it's done, these four panels. And also because I feel bad for this Doc. Because he's a true American hero. He is. Uh, because he runs over to these 
these levers and he pulls it down and then he's like oh the radiation oh i'm dying oh and then he says the world may never know daredevil but you and i we saved mankind and then he dies and yeah. i thought it was really sad oh bless him yeah you know it's like no one will ever know uh, so Daredevil and Kruger fight on the parapets and Daredevil tosses Kruger over the side. <laughs> by accident. By accident. Mm. Totally by accident. And like, oh, oh no, Klaus, don't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, no, oh no, don't. And then it's like last week where he's like, oh, I shot him with the ray. It was an accident. <laughs> you're like, mm, <laughs> really? Really, Matt? I mean, you're getting a bit of a killing streak here, you know. Yeah. Uh, and... And then uh, Matt, um, Matt, so Matt murders him, basically. And then he's like, oh, well, maybe it's better this way because maybe he find peace that he couldn't find when he was alive. And I think my panel of the week has got to be uh, Kruger falling to his death because it's a really long panel. Yeah. It's one of those like really long panels. And most of it is just in big red letters. No. As I he's falling. you would love that panel. I yeah, I was like, uh, yeah. I, there were so many panels in this issue that I absolutely loved. But I think that one is going to be my panel of the week, just because it's, it's too funny. <laughs> and then uh, Matt finds Dr. Van Eyck, and he's kind of a bit sad, but then he's like, oh, well, guess I'll never get my sight back. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, for any you, of the Karen. readers that thought that he was going to get his sight back, nope, guess he's never going to get it back. Um... And I, w- I would be intrigued to see his x-rays, though, that the Doctor took. Well, we don't know. That's one of the things I like, is the Doctor never said to him whether or not he could get his sight back. He never got a chance, though. He really, never got a he? chance, no. So, we, so he might have turned around and said, no, there's nothing I can do. Mm. So, But we don't know, and neither does Matt. So. That's true, yeah. yeah. So Karen and Foggy get a cable from Matt to say he's heading home. And Karen is over the moon. She's so happy. She's isn't it fabulous? And then uh, Foggy's she's like, she's almost yeah, lactating. She's oh, so she's happy. She's so excited. Um, and then, and then, so basically, Foggy says, "Does he mention the results of his operation?" And then Karen says, "No, there was no operation." He says, "We'll explain it." And then Matt, like Foggy, immediately is like, "Well, it's obvious he lost his nerve. He's not exactly the bravest of men." Yeah, it's like Foggy. It's like, like, calm down. Yeah, and granted, like you said, he does hate himself afterwards for saying it. Yeah, he does. Like he follows it up immediately with the whole, "I know I shouldn't be thinking these things because yeah. he's my best friend." But he's uh, he's so. But he's pissed. He's so angry, and he's like scrunching paper in his fist. And he was earlier yeah. in the in the issue as well. He's just scrunching paper in anger, like yeah. grr, grr, damn paper. Um, and then Karen is all sad because she says, oh, Matt will return as he left without his sight, never daring to fall in love, never knowing how much I adore him. Oh, he knows, Karen, he knows. <laughs> sad trombone noise. Also, like, again, like, I can't remember who it was who said it. I think it might might have been Connor. Like, she says in this issue that he, that Matt is cold and unfeeling. Why are you so into him? Yeah, exactly. And it's like, if you're... Um, it, you know, it, it, she's just such a contradiction. Yeah. Um, you know, because she, she keeps saying, oh, you know, it doesn't matter to me that he's blind. I love him anyway. But yet you keep pestering him. Yeah. About, like, having this operation or seeing this doctor or that doctor and all the rest of it. And it's like, well, clearly it does bother you. And you keep saying that that is the reason 
that he won't dare to fall in love is because he's blind. So clearly yeah. you think that if he wasn't blind, you would have a chance. Exactly. Like, so he it's very might, contradictory, you know, you're right, yeah. And, and who's to say that, you know, um, if he did, like, miraculously get his sight back and, and saw Karen, he, he'd be, like... Ew, no thank you. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> you know. <Yeah. laughs> or like I said last week, it's like maybe if he got his sight back um, and actually got to see what Foggy looked like, he'd be like, damn, bruv, I'm gay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's all like, it, oh, it's just so like, oh, it's that's the only thing preventing them. You it's know? just, yeah, it's yeah. just, uh, I know that, you know, the, 19, the mid-60s was a different time, mm-hmm. but it's still it just it never fails to aggravate me how ableist um a, a lot of these issues have been oh yeah 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 and Absolutely. it's kind of like and it's something we'll see that definitely changes as it goes on which is obviously good. and i don't i don't know whether it's like you know it's been built up that way because they don't know that he's daredevil so they don't know that he can do all of these things mm-hmm um, and that's like their way of kind of playing up that whole like oh, everyone just you know thinks so oh, poor Matt you know poor blind Matt mm-hmm. uh, and that works to his advantage uh, sometimes but it just it just doesn't it doesn't sit comfortably with me at yeah all. yeah so they don't but, do it much in the um, in this I, I don't feel like they do it much in like modern issues and they don't do it that much in the series. But I do mm-hmm. like the fact that in the series they've done it occasionally where Matt is able to use that against people to make them think yeah. he's way more... Because it, it's not even to make them think he's way more vulnerable than someone who is Daredevil would be. It's to make them think that he's way more vulnerable than just a regular blind person would be. Yeah, know? exactly. And I think, I think a, lot of, uh, a lot of it or is... Or less capable, I should say, rather than vulnerable. Yeah, I think um, a lot of it, you know, in these issues is a product of its time. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm trying not to get too angry about <laughs> it, just because, you know, it was a different time. Um, but I think, yeah, it just, it just annoys me, along with yeah. the misogyny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the misogyny definitely, you know, and we get like some really awesome like female characters later in Daredevil. Like yeah. One of the things I love is that we get a lot of really great female characters, but we also get a lot of troublesome writing for them, unfortunately, for a, a long time, you know, um, which is, you know, is just the way it is in comics, unfortunately. But just just let women write comics. Yeah. <laughs> let women let women write women in comics. Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of writers of comics. I got a little surprise for you about the writer of the next issue <gasps> that I'll tell you in a minute. But first oh of all, we have to talk about our boots and toots for this issue. Oh yes. Uh, Vicky, what is your boot and what is your toot? I think my boot is going to be uh, Kruger's weird uh, green medieval chainmail uh, armor type thing with the purple. Um, tunic over the top that's my boot uh, as well because i didn't i didn't like that at all yeah um i've got and also because it raises too many questions with the pink triangle yeah i just yeah i did i didn't quite know what to think of that um 
but there's a couple I think there's a couple of toots uh, to be honest I, I enjoyed I, I like that Karen has seems to have an, um, a never ending supply of different coloured trench coats I know um, I and she's like she's like someone out of Dick Tracy yeah I think the red out of the the red and the purple like I really enjoyed the little uh, pink dress purple trench coat combo um, but I think I think it's got to be the red trench trench coat I really yeah. enjoyed that I like that one Wow, we have matching boots and toots this week, mate. <gasps> wow. Mm. <laughs> Exciting. And for your panel of the week, are you going to go with him falling out of the the tower? Yeah, I think so. Closely followed by uh, Matt hanging from the, the castle wall and the weird kind of uh, Soviet-era yeah. kind of red and yellow and grey panel I enjoyed that but yeah like the the, the, the comedy falling out of the tower <laughs> is going to be my panel of the week I think I and dick and the dick punch oh and the dick punch <laughs> yeah the dick punch was pretty great and when we say dick punch we don't mean he's punching someone's dick he's punching someone with his dick yeah like he's literally like punching this guy in the face with his crotch yeah it's great it's mad oh now I'm stuck. I do really like the one of him hanging from the castle wall. I like when yeah. Dr. Van Eyck dies. <laughs> I just I just like that bit. I think I'm going to go with him hanging from the castle wall, although I do like the, the crotch punch as well. But yeah. I really like that one, yeah, because I was looking at it and I was like, yeah, that is a really cool shot. It was like, I mean... Uh, this issue is perhaps one of the weaker ones that we yeah use. story-wise but it's got a lot of amazing panels i think yeah but like for aesthetics yeah this i think is one of the best issues yeah yeah definitely it, I, it was just gorgeous 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 we love a bit of wally wood we do we love you wally we love you so this issue are we going to put it in the vault or are we going to throw it through the window of josie's bar Oh, that's a tough one. I think writing-wise, I would be tempted to throw it through the window, but I think the it's art... It's just so pretty. Yeah, I think the artwork kind of saves it. We need, like, we need somewhere in between. Ooh. Uh, we need, like, uh, somewhere in between throwing out the window and the library at the back Maybe of Josie's Maybe it bar. could be, like, reading material in the toilets at Josie's bar. <laughs> Or, like, an under-the-bar. We keep it under the bar. Keep it under the bar. I don't know. Yeah, it won't go in the vault, which is where all the precious preciouses go. Precious. We'll keep this one under the bar so that if, you know, if a a beer gets spilled and we have to use it as emergency, you know, kitchen roll, we're not too upset, but we'll kind of keep it just in case. Because it's pretty. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Under the bar. All right, cool. Okay. Okay. So, do you want to have know what happens in the next issue? Oh my god, yes. Okay, well the next issue is called... Have a little guess about what it might involve. The next issue is called While the City Sleeps. Ooh. So, night time. Or, yeah. or is it some sort of villain who has the ability to make people go to sleep? Ooh, like the Sandman. Maybe, yeah. Well, I'm going to give you... I'm going to read a little bit out of the next issue for you. Okay. As a little sneak peek. Okay, so this is from the first page, and it's a little note from Stan Lee, which says, Two great surprises await you in this offbeat issue. (gasps) One, this is Daredevil's first real mystery thriller, complete with a zillion suspects, 
countless clues and perplexing plot twists. Number oh. two. Wally Wood has always wanted to try his hand at writing a story as well as drawing it. And big-hearted Stan, who wanted a rest anyway, said okay. So what follows next is anybody's guess. You may like it or not, but you can be sure of this, it's gonna be different. Yeah. So Wally Wood wrote the next issue. Awesome. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Oh. Mm. So, so uh, it's intriguing with the whole... There's, there's a lot of, like zillions of things mm-hmm. and it also does say on the cover this contains the strangest foes Daredevil has ever faced and that's saying something I wonder is it someone that can multiply themselves ooh like multiple man from the X-Men like some sort of clone maybe or who only comes out at night well I don't want to say oh, I'm intrigued yeah. Oh, yeah. I think this is the first issue as well that might be part of a two-parter. Ooh, okay. If I remember right, and that's the first time we've had that because they've all been yeah standalone. I've got a feeling this is a two-parter, but I might be wrong. Okay, we'll see. Ooh. Yeah. Yay. So it, oh oh, what's that? Oh, it's time at the bar. <laughs> we have to. Be... <laughs> <laughs> ding 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 ding. I will find a sound effect at some point. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. and uh, elizabeth will be joining us next uh, episode so that will be cool yay! yay and with that it's uh, it's time at the bar we must go goodbye goodbye next, next time thanks for listening if you want to send us feedback you can contact us via josie's bar at reactionary-sass.com on facebook.com at josie's bar podcast at Instagram or Twitter at Josie's Bar or on Tumblr at josiesbarpodcast.tumblr.com You can also call the SAS line 321-710-4947 Our other podcasts and individual social media accounts can be found at reactionary-sas.com <laughs>